everybody. This is The Prepared Mindset. I'm your host, Austin, and uh, unfortunately, uh, in this this, uh, this sit-rep iteration, uh, having to address, needing to address, rather, some of the gun control legislation that is being forced through here in the state of Michigan, where I reside. Uh, this is something that, uh, unfortunately, um, the state historically votes Democrat on a lot of things. <clears throat> um, we have a relatively low to moderate voter turnout. Um, and with some of these campaigning things, these uh, social media, social equity efforts to you know pick up everybody and anybody and, and drive them to a polling station because it's so important to make sure that we vote against Republicans and conservatives. Um, and we have conservatives that are of poor mindsets, um, and I'll get into all that later. We kind of end up in the situation where things like this horrific incident at Michigan State University are leveraged and the Oxford High School shooting are leveraged to slowly erode away at our Second Amendment rights uh, behind the veil of common sense, gun control, and the greater good and public safety. So I'm going to get into all of that. Um, if you, you guys have been listening for any length of time, you know I have some pretty strong feelings about the subject. Uh, we here in Michigan have been kind of a standoff for a little bit in that regard, um, but time may be up. We'll see. Um, if we don't do something, it's never going to get better. That's how I look at it. So, uh, before I get into all of that, and there is plenty to get into, I do need to say thank you to our presenting partners here at the Prepared Mindset. They make this possible. They support me and I'm very grateful to be able to do business with all of them and, and promote their business. So first have to say thank you to our friends over at Midwest Gunworks. Guys, go to MidwestGunworks.com, use discount code PREPAREDMINDSET to save you 5% off your order, regardless of what that is. If you're building an AR, they have tons and tons of parts in in stock, barrels, furniture, bolt carrier groups. Whatever you guys are looking for, whatever you're needing, they have it in stock or will have it back in stock so you can complete that build. If you're looking to maybe just buy one off the shelf, hey, I don't have the tools, I don't know much about gunsmithing, uh, I just want to buy an AR off the shelf, or maybe you want to buy an upper because you already have a lower, things like that, MidwestGunWorks.com, prepared mindset, saves you 5% off. They also are a great, great, great place to pick up things like magazines, lights, optics, they do have a couple lasers in there. They now carry Edgar Sherman Design slings. That's a big question I get from people. What kind of sling do I get? Pick up an ESD sling. Again, MidwestGunWorks.com, Prepared Mindset, saves you 5% off, and comes back to help support us here at the Prepared Mindset. Also, I have to say thank you to 100 Concepts. Guys, if you're running around, you made the good decisions to pick up a thing on your rifle like a white light, like a laser, <clears throat> you have a scope on your rifle, those are outstanding force multipliers. Head over to 100concepts.com and pick up their light caps or their scope caps to make sure that you're not giving your way your position when you are out in the wild doing all of your activities. 100 Concepts is a great company out there working to develop new and innovative solutions to problems that we all face daily. Things like their helmet scrim and pack scrim, while not new to the, the community certainly, make a very easy to apply and easy to understand method for those of us that have never used those kinds of things before. They also launched their chem light kit and now actually even stock and sell the military grade, military spec chem lights. So you can buy that as a bundle, have that together on your kit, keep your, your glow sticks 
you know, protected from the UV light, things like that. Hunter Concepts is a great company. They're out there doing the good work. You guys head over to 100concepts.com, pick up some new gear today. Thank you as well to LARPLabs.com. Guys, if you have looked into painting your rifle, you're comfortable painting your rifle, but you don't want to paint your optic. You don't want to paint your flashlight or your laser because you don't want to avoid a warranty. You don't want to ruin something. We get it. Head on over to LARPLabs.com. Pick up some computer cut vinyl. This is 3M adhesive vinyl. They use this stuff on competitive rock crawlers. It is durable as hell. It'll last three years outdoors. And John and his team have a plethora of different colors and camo patterns to match whatever gear setup, whatever camo and clothing setup that you're running to match whatever you need. Again, head over to LARPLabs.com. They set you up with discount code prepared mindset. It's going to save you 10% off your order. Head on over to the site. Check out what they got going on. They're actually, I believe, in the middle of revamping that, so it should be even easier to navigate with even more resources on how to apply these vinyls and how to maximize what you're getting. Also, last, certainly not the least, got to talk about medical with Active Carry. ActiveCarryTech.com, discount code PMP10 to save 10% off your order when you head over to pick up things like tourniquets, chest seals, could just be some gauze, a Slishman pressure wrap, could be an Israeli bandage, whatever you need, Active Carry's got you guys set up, gets you squared away, so when tragedy strikes, you are better prepared to face it down. So whether you're picking up, like I said, one of those pieces, one of those components to help add to your existing med setup, maybe you need an IFAC and you're picking up one of their Blazer or Blazer version 2 kits, their Gamma kit, their Breach or Dangler kit, so you can run it off a plate carrier, maybe you're somebody in law enforcement, you need a Dangler kit. The Breacher's a great option. Their Guardian Ankle Kit, if you need something slim and lightweight and concealable, you can wear around all day long. Nobody will even know. Or they also have their Custom Kit Builder Tool, which is very unique, and I've not seen any other company out there doing it. And guys, recently they have even moved to as many USA-made components as possible. Very unique in the industry. Again, go over to Active Carry Tech. That's Tech, T-E-C, ActiveCarryTech.com, discount code PMP10 to save 10% off your order. But all right, let's get down into the nitty-gritty here. Like I was saying, we are facing down here in Michigan some, what I would consider to be, um, I would say it's radical gun control. I think it's really the only word for it, you know. Um, It is not, it's, I guess it, it could always be more severe, but we can't look at it with that attitude. Right, You can't just say, oh, well, you know, it's not that bad, we'll let it through. Looking at this kind of situation with that attitude is how we got to the situation that we are in today across the country, where many states, Michigan actually being one of the better ones in that regard, many states have unconstitutional, overly restrictive Second Amendment laws in place, quote, for the greater good for public safety, because it's, quote, common sense. So... I mean, you look at, like, Illinois, okay, and a lot of people will get all bent out of shape, and when I say a lot of people, I usually mean liberals, um, anti-gun people, don't you have to be liberals, I shouldn't say that, anti-gun people, because there's conservatives that think that guns are the problem, too, Um, and they get all bent out of shape when you bring up Illinois, because very specifically, the state of Illinois has some of the most restrictive gun laws in the nation. Okay, but 
In addition to that, they also have this, the municipality, right? The city of Chicago, who has probably the, bar none, the most restrictive gun control laws in the country. And Chicago is still a leader in homicide rates. And you have to look at it this way. And this is this was a point that I think it was, I want to say it was Mike Glover over at Fieldcraft. He made this point years ago on one of his pods. And it really resonated with me. And I have I have regurgitated it. I have copied it. I think every time I bring it up, I give him credit. But if you look at the statistics, right, we are not looking, or maybe we are, but we shouldn't be. We're not looking to try and curb only gun violence. Okay. When we are trying to address this issue, we should be looking to curb all violent crime. Does that make sense? Because right now, yes, guns are the weapon of the day. Just as hundreds of years ago, they were the sword and shield. And before that, they were the bow and arrow. And before that, they were the spear. And before that, it was a rock. Right? Guns are, very simply put, they are the weapon of the day. It, you know, in 200 years, maybe it's a laser. Right? I mean, who the hell knows? So it's the common tool used to commit these violent crimes. Whether it is murder, right? Could just be assault. Could be robbery battery, um, I mean, God forbid, rape, right? Those are the tools that are used. Now, if you look at Chicago, they still have the the highest violent, one of the highest violent crime rates in the country, but they already made guns illegal to get, and guns are still being used to commit all of these crimes. Sometimes they're not even. So if we already pass all those laws, and these are common sense laws that will have impacts on us, and they will fix the issue, because that's what all the politicians promise, right? These will fix the issue. They'll make it harder for criminals to get guns. They will make sure that we can all walk the streets safely. We you know, are going to make sure that we can all go to sleep at night and not have to worry, right? Because guns are illegal in Chicago. And when you talk to people that live in Chicago that hasn't done anything to help. In fact, it's actually made things worse because law-abiding citizens looking to buy a firearm for self-defense, which is a constitutionally guaranteed right. And I even, like, you want to talk about common sense. The right to defend yourself in an altercation is literally common sense. We've, in the the last 10, 20 years here, we've somehow gotten away from that point. In school, um, I literally watched somebody when I was in high school as a junior or senior back you know, 2006, 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. Um, I literally watched a kid lay on the ground and get his ass beat because they had gotten, they had just started getting so zero tolerance with things that if he swung back at this kid, he would have also gotten suspended or expelled. And then he still got suspended for three days for doing nothing but literally taking the hits and, you know, trying to, to play the system the right way, right? <clears throat> We've now gotten to the point that if uh, that we don't we don't want people to fight back, we want to live in this uh, societal utopia. I think um, I think that's probably the best term for it: the societal utopia where everybody you know peace and love, and everybody loves everybody, um, unless you don't believe in abortion or you follow Catholicism or you have conservative values of any kind and don't want your kids going to a, you know, freaky deaky drag show, um, then you're intolerant. And then it's okay for people to attack you in mass, both verbally on social media, defame you on social media, uh, dox you on social media so people know where you live and things and, you know, all that. 
but that's we're getting away from the point here. So, <clears throat> um, city of Chicago, super super high violent crime rates, right, and homicide rates and gun crime rates. Oh well, that's because the the criminals go to other states and get the guns and bring them into the state. Yes, because Indiana doesn't have those stupid ass laws. Oh well, they go to we need to, the problem is we need to make them illegal in Indiana. So no, it's not. That's not the problem. The problem is, is the gun control laws don't work. It's already illegal, right, for you to bring a firearm across state lines. In Illinois, I'm pretty sure you have to declare it. I, I could be wrong with that. Maybe I'm not. So let's just throw that one out the window. It is already illegal to bring a firearm into the city of Chicago, okay? Whether you got it in Illinois, whether you got it legally, illegally, it doesn't matter. To bring the firearm into the city is already illegal. To assault somebody with that firearm is already illegal. To kill someone with that firearm is already illegal. Take the firearm out of the equation. To assault somebody is already illegal. To rape somebody is already illegal. To rob someone, to burgle someone is already illegal. We already have those laws in the books. Yet, here in Michigan, we have articles being written about these gun control laws being passed. Mm. Excuse me. And... It's somehow a negative thing that Republicans are pushing for less gun control legislation, but legislation that will allow for the use of those funds to be used to enforce existing laws and existing pieces of legislation on the books. No, 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 that's not enough. It's not enough. Here's the problem. It is enough. It is enough. But these Democrats that people voted into office voted from a place of fear, by the way. So if you look back at all the campaigning, Donald Trump's he's he's the he's the evil. He's the monster. Republicans are evil. They want you to make sure you have to have babies and can't get abortions. You know, all this like all these this fear campaigning. Governor Gretchen Whitmer here in Michigan was reelected at the end of last year and based her entire campaign her entire re-election campaign around one shitty soundbite from the opposition around how they wouldn't have exemptions for a rape exemption for abortions. Now, I mean, you take that out of the discussion altogether, right? We're not talking about that and how I feel or anybody else feels about that opinion or that soundbite. They were able to use fear to leverage that one soundbite and say, look, if she gets elected, all abortions are going to be illegal. And if you get raped, you're going to have to have that monster's baby. It's going to be Freddy Krueger 2.0 all up in here. And if you guys know what I'm talking about, look up the movie Nightmare on Elm Street. But um, they leverage fear. Oh, uh, we have to get these guns out of people's hands because otherwise we'll all become victims. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's not It's not true. <clears throat> um, statistically speaking, it's rather unlikely. Now, if you do want to look at statistics and look at areas where where gun ownership and the ability to carry a firearm is legal and more legal and more readily and easily accessible, um, where open carry is, uh, you know, not just tolerated, but promoted. If you, you know, concealed carry, they have uh, concealed carry reciprocity from other states and they have constitutional carry, right? If you look at those kinds of areas, constitutional carry, meaning you don't need a CPL to carry concealed. It is your right as an American to carry a firearm if you so choose. Those areas have lower violent crime rates. Now, huh? <clears throat> why is that? Why is that? 
well, um, it could be because criminals are starting to wise up and when they fuck around, they find out. Meaning, people are carrying guns. They're able to defend themselves. They are less a victim. It's that simple. It is that simple. And, oh my God, I have, people will lose their minds over that. Oh, so you think the solution here is more guns? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do think that the solution here is more guns. Maybe not a ton more guns, but more guns in general. Because I'll tell you what, all of these tragic shootings that everybody goes on the media and screams about and cries about, and 30 minutes after it's done, they're already back on the political soapbox campaigning against it, never letting any kind of tragedy go unused, go unleveraged, go unmanipulated. They all happen in gun-free zones. All of them. Maybe, oh, maybe not all of them, but <clears throat> like we're looking at a very high percentage here, like 95%. Like if you were to address the gun-free zone issue, you would probably, instead of just, you know, attacking the symptoms of the issue, you would actually start to see impactful reduction in these mass shootings. Oxford High School here in Michigan, Michigan High School, gun-free zone. Now, it's a high school. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. But if a teacher was there that was allowed to carry then maybe we're having a different discussion today, right? Is there more loss of life? Probably not. Is there less loss of life? I'd be willing to bet there's probably less loss of life. Uh, somebody could respond faster, react faster. Does that mean the shooter could have been killed? Um, yeah, potentially. And people say that's horrendous and awful. And I, I would say to that, yeah, I think we kind of in general want to do what we can <clears throat> to avoid any loss of life. But given the scenario, you kind of make your own choice in that regard. I think I made my position on school shooters before pretty clear in that um, you shoot to stop the threat. And if he is a threat to every other kid in that school because he brought a gun and intends to kill as many people as possible, then he has made his decision. And those consequences are his and his alone. But I digress. We look at Michigan State. There are kids on that campus. They painted the rock on campus. Now it was painted over because that can't be the political message they put out there. But there are kids that painted out the big rock out there in East Lansing saying, you know, let students carry, let us protect ourselves, let us defend ourselves. There are kids there that come from rural Michigan. There are kids that come from rural Ohio and other states that given the opportunity and the, the chance would have a firearm, would be able to stop the shooter, would be able to take that shot to take that matter into their hands and protect them around those around themselves. Is it ideal? N no, certainly you don't want to ever put somebody in that position, but <clears throat> if given that choice, I think there's an awful lot of people that would, that would step up and understand what's going on in front of them and understand that they, they have the ability to leverage that situation to uh, affect the outcome of that situation by intervening with a firearm. Um, <clears throat> so those are, uh, two, you know, um, two examples here in Michigan that are very recent in the last, I think 18 months. Um, yeah, I think it's 18 months. You continue to go back and look the Vegas shooting firearms are all, uh, you know, those are all bars, uh, in casinos where you already can't carry a gun, have a firearm, um, <clears throat> there are certain expo centers that you can have, you know, secured firearms in and things like that. But as a general rule, most of the time you can't have a firearm there, but that asshole sure did. You look at the, the Orlando nightclub shooting years and years and years ago now, 15 years ago, which is when I, um, 
<clears throat> well, uh, I, no, it was not 2008. I'm sorry. I'm getting my, my timelines mixed up here. I was saying, I know Obama was in office, and I jumped back to 2008. So the Orlando nightclub shooting was probably maybe uh, 2014, maybe, maybe 10 years ago, nine, eight years ago, something like that, right? That was the reason I bought my first AR, was because people were so convinced and so concerned that Obama was going to ban, was going to force through and ram down our throats another assault weapons ban. I ran to the store to buy an AR-15, and uh, the one that they had on sale at the time was already sold out. I got there, like, at mm, 2 o'clock. Sale started at 11 a.m. They were already sold out. <laughs> so they put this the other model, the Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0, um, M&P Sport 2.0, and I got that one for the sale price of, like, $400 or something, or $450. Um, but that was literally why I bought it. I didn't know if I was going to love shooting an AR. <clears throat> At the time, I was kind of like, ARs are really expensive. I'm going to learn how to shoot a shotgun really well. And I just found all these YouTube videos on you. I'm just going to learn how to run a shotgun really well. And shotguns are incredibly, like, incredibly awesome platforms. But they're probably the most difficult to run proficiently. Being able to, uh, you know, download and, and upload your ammunition and swap over ammo and be accurate and monitor. You only got five shots at a time. Um, it's definitely the thinking man's gun. I was really in love with that notion for like a solid six months because I had just moved out and didn't have the money for a rifle, but I digress. <clears throat> that event was literally why I bought an AR-15. And where did that take place? That's right, at a fucking bar where it was a gun-free zone, where there's nobody to shoot back. These cowards come in and they, and you know, and we have done a really good job over the past 30 years, even before it became very in vogue to talk about this. We've done a really, really, really good job of defunding police. Oh, police brutality, stop and frisk is racist. Police are racist. Police are the reason that we have socioeconomic issues that even lead to crimes. Oh, because people get arrested, then they, they I've, I've heard every excuse under the sun about why police and the laws and our government are are the issue for people having a lack of fucking personal accountability. But nonetheless, we spent the last 30 years, um, maybe even more, right, defunding police, making it harder for the police to do their job. So now, as a... Maybe as a side effect, maybe as not a direct, as a direct outcome, side effect, outcome, whatever you want to fucking call it, right? Police response times are not good. Across the nation, they average somewhere between, like, 7 and 15 minutes or something like that, or 7 and 18 minutes. I, I have to look up the exact stat. And you could actually Google that. You could actually look up your your specific response times in your area. But let's say, let's assume lowest, lowest possible response time, 7 minutes. In a crowded building full of people, nobody's shooting back. You have whatever weapon system you want. It could be a shotgun could be a handgun, could be an AK, could be an FNFAL. Yes, it could even be an AR. It could be anything. How many rounds can you get off in seven minutes? I mean, it's a lot. It is a lot. Now, <clears throat> obviously, you start to get into some other issues. You talk about making bars not a gun-free zone because people are imbibing, people are not of sound mind. I'm not advocating and saying that that's the solution here because I think that might in some instances create a different set of issues. However, it is already, I will say this, it is already illegal to be operating a firearm under the influence, just like it is to operate a vehicle under the influence. So maybe 
just maybe the issue here comes back again to personal accountability. Hey, if you're drunk as shit and you're going out and you're planning on getting, you know, completely ripped that night, maybe you secure your firearm in the safe in the back of your car. Maybe you don't carry it out of the house with you. This is, and we're looking at at some laws now and legislation here in Michigan <clears throat> that seek to further address that accountability issue or lack thereof. So, one of them is a safe storage law, which um, basically puts stricter punishments in place if if your firearm is used to commit one of these crimes and you did not secure it safely then, yeah, and you did not secure, secure it safely, then you have an addi- you, basically, that's a felony charge for you. If somebody was able to get access to your firearm and take it and go commit a crime, whether it's murder or robbery or whatever, then you, as the owner of that, that legal owner of that firearm, if it was not safely and reasonably secured in ways that they spell out, which is either like a safe or it's stored unloaded with a cable lock in it, and I mean, honestly, that basically just means you have to get a safe because who the hell keeps the cable locks anymore? I mean, honestly. Um, so if you don't do that and your firearm is taken, then you are, and I don't even know how you prove that. Let's say you don't own a gun safe because there are people that don't. Oh, I had a cable lock in it. They must've cut it. Well, where is it? Show me it. Well, if the shooter gets killed committing the, the act, then now the onus comes on you and you're guilty until proven innocent instead of innocent until proven guilty. So to some extent, I don't necessarily think that the safe storage thing is a bad concept. I think that it's a bad law because again, we're addressing the fact that we as a society have a lack of overall accountability. We shouldn't need to be told to secure our firearms. We shouldn't need to be told that we have to do those things. We shouldn't need to be told that, hey, if you have kids in your house running around, you need to keep your guns secure and safe away from them and away from their friends. But yet, we have degenerated to a point in society that we have to. It's not my fault. Oh, it can't be my fault. There's not a law for that. How was I supposed to know? And we've spent years litigating and arguing against this, this logic and things like that, and here we are. Now we have these idiot laws in place saying, you got to lock your gun up or else. Basically what that boils down to. In addition to that, we are also looking at potentially facing red flag laws. Which could, depending on the judge that receives the complainant, um, <clears throat> that, that could mean a, a family member, uh, a former spouse, or an ex-partner. So like a ex-girlfriend, a spiteful ex-girlfriend, or maybe even a spiteful ex-boyfriend could go create a complaint and say, you know, they need to have their guns seized because they're not safe, they're not whatever. And depending on the severity of the complaint and the situation, um, in in normal circumstances, it gives that person 24 hours to turn in their guns voluntarily before they're taken. But in some instances, if it is deemed by the court this individual is to be too great a risk, it could happen faster and without their notification. And then you have to go through a legal proceeding, which could be as short as five days before you see your day in court, or I think it's like three months, or I don't, I don't know what the, the maximum is supposed to be. I do know that we have a serious backlog of legislative issues in this country already, and that this isn't going to, it's not going to help, right? Um, and you can basically go and you have to plead your case to get access back to your firearms, your firearms, right? 
something that is literally in the state of Michigan's constitution, as well as our federal, our government constitution, our nation's constitution. It is a guaranteed right to have access to your firearms. But yet because of people's feelings and these laws being pushed through on party lines from a place of fear, a place of fear and lack of overall accountability and where the greatest issue of the day must be toxic masculinity and men don't have to take accountability for the safety of their family. Now you have to prove that you need a firearm. And this is why this is why people get so bent out of shape is because they are backdooring and like reverse psychologying that's a that's not that's not a fucking word but they are reverse engineering their way into stripping away our rights that are guaranteed us in the constitution. It's already happening. It's already happening. Red flag laws already exist in other in other states, right? Um red uh Social media, <clears throat> it's out there in federal proceedings now. Twitter censored people during the, the presidential campaigns. Twitter came out and censored people during the, you know, uh, the illness of the last three years. Can't say the word because then I get flagged. Um, Instagram modifies and modifies and modifies their algorithm so that if you use certain hashtags and you have 2A content, nope. You're not getting popped up on anybody's feed. We're going to make it as hard as we can for you to share any information. We're going to flag posts ridiculously saying you're trying to you're trying to sell a gun when you're making a post about deleting the app and getting outside and touching grass and going to church completely unrelated but it gets flagged for it and then again you have to go plead your case with these people and like nine out of ten times you lose anyway i've seen people um lose their instagram account because uh they were flagged by instagram to be quote an extremist and then you have to make your case to get access back to your account your account with pictures of you, your likeness, which they do monetize, right? Uh, content, words, thoughts, videos, recordings, right? That you have created <clears throat> that they, again, monetize off of. You know, Instagram is a huge and very profitable company and app and everything. Um, so you start to put these things together. And at some point, you sound like a weird conspiracy theorist. And I feel a little bit weird sitting here saying it. But, like, it's none of it's untrue. There's thousands of examples of it all the time the second amendment is under an attack and has been this is why it's so important for people to get out and vote if you're listening to this and you're one of these fucking people that thinks that voting doesn't help anything you're goddamn wrong it is the foundation upon which everything else is built the concept that every citizen has a voice in the decisions that are being made in your society in your country in your state, your city. That's what this all is built upon. The fact that we have people that, that act that way and they're holier than thou, oh, I'm not going to give power to evil men by voting and participating in a corrupt system. I'll pray for all of you that do. Oh, great. <clears throat> great. You and your other, you know, a thousand friends or whatever could be the deciding factor in, in, a, in an election. It's how we end up with Democrats in office because you know why? The sheep... The Democrats, the liberals, the people that vote for people like that, they all show up and vote. They all listen to everything that they see on social media. And I'm not saying we should go full sheep mode. What I am saying is that the other side isn't dealing with that issue. The other side is playing the game and winning the game because they're playing the game by the rules. And as they go, they're able to change the rules because guess what? They're the ones running the game because we don't show up and fucking vote. So then we get here in Michigan anyway, a House and a Senate. They're dominated by Democrats. 
and we push through gun control laws. We make abortion easier and easier to access. Uh, our Democratic governor, who campaigned on fixing the damn roads, has not actually fixed the roads. She filled our, our fucking retirement centers uh, with COVID patients and killed thousands of people's grandparents, all in the name of the greater good and common sense and public safety, while her attorney general, Dana Nessel, refuses to answer any questions about everything that happened from 2020 until now. And by the way, the roads still aren't actually fixed. The roads are still a shithole here in Michigan. We're basically a third world country in a lot of regards. Especially when you get to some of these really great areas of Detroit. It's it's pretty, it's fucking awesome. Um, you know, oh, we just need more gun control. That's that, that must be the issue here. And then you have people in Detroit, Democrats in Detroit, <clears throat> they vote down the party line. Democrats say we need gun control. We must need gun control. We must need greater, you know, greater stringency when accessing firearms. We must need to pay for things like CPL licenses to be able to carry a gun to defend ourselves. You are building laws only to address the criminals and not building laws to protect the citizens. You're saying that you are, but you're not. You're actually doing the opposite. You're making it more difficult for people to defend themselves. I've said this in other... Um, episodes, uh, rants, discussions, I mean, whatever vernacular right, you want to use. This is why I'm so adamantly opposed to things like a CPL license or to having an addition, like required and mandatory um, <clears throat> um, firearms insurance and things like that. You can get firearms insurance. I, I have it. I go through USCCA. I pay for that extra peace of mind. But that's my, that's my option. That's my choice. When you are taking some of these poverty-stricken areas like Detroit, for example, because everyone loves, everyone loves to leverage the good people of Detroit for whatever argument they have. You talk about how they need access to good homes, live in a nice area, right? Um, because they don't make enough money because of socioeconomic issues, not the fact that they had kids when they were like 13 and 14 and did a shitload of drugs and still do a shitload of drugs and sell drugs and been out of jail and everything. But it's the socioeconomic issues that put them in that position. Okay, so... They should have access to everything everybody else does, a good quality education, and not have to pay more money for it. They shouldn't have to spend more money sending their kids to private school to make sure their kids get access to a quality education. Fuck yeah. 100% yeah. That's absolutely right. They shouldn't have to pay exorbitant money and live beyond their means to go get a house in an area where they have access to clean running water uh, and, and safety and things like that. Yep, they shouldn't have to do that. You're absolutely right. They should be able to sustain themselves on less money. Okay, so we agree so far. Then why the fuck do they have to pay more money to have access to something as simple as self-defense? Oh, because that's scary? Because the criminals? You are making it easier for criminals. That's why if you guys look at a lot of these statistics, you look at... It's not even a statistic. Maybe it is. I don't fucking know. <clears throat> look at... Start in the 90s until today. Actually, you know what? Don't. Go back further than the 90s. This this mass pandemic of gun violence that the left s says that we have, swears that we have, started with the Clinton-era assault weapons ban. When it became harder for law-abiding citizens to get access to firearms, that's when we saw things like Columbine. That's when we saw all this fucking shit transgress and, and happen over the last 35-whatever years, 30 years. That's when all of this started to get worse. And you know why the Clinton-era assault weapons ban that expired in 2004? Do you know why it wasn't renewed? So we gave it 10 years. We gave it literally a fucking decade. We gave it a decade to play out and see how it worked. Do you know why it wasn't renewed? 
because there was little to no tangible evidence that had any impact at all on stopping crime. It didn't fucking help. The criminals found ways to get the guns because they're criminals. They don't care about the laws. They went to Mexico and got the guns. They went into Canada and got the guns. They boated them in from another fucking South American country. They let the cartels bring them up from Mexico. I mean, who who the fuck knows, right? But they got access to them. And here we are, like a bunch of fucking idiots, making sure that the law-abiding people that want to have a couple different firearms and be able to defend themselves can't. Things like the NFA that put un, you know unconstitutional tax stamps in place because your barrel length doesn't fit some arbitrary measurement that a politician who has never shot in his life, never been an operator in the military, has no idea what he's talking about, but because they determined that for concealability reasons, they think somebody's going to walk in in a fucking duster, all you know, mid-90s Lorenzo Lamas with a fucking AR-15 under their fucking trench coat. No, that's not how that fucking works. And it's not how it has worked in any of these instances, but because they can leverage fear and people are fucking idiots that won't look out, you know, go do their own research. This is how we end up here. We have all these gun control laws being proposed. They're being pushed across the country. I mean, God, you know, I I don't even want to get into the legitimacy around elections. People already have lost a bunch of faith in the elective system because I mean, God damn, it's Joe Biden. Really? (laughs) You know, um, and, and and Vice President Harris, um, and for those that don't know, there was there were several rumors flying around here in Michigan uh, at the time of the election or going into the uh, the election in twenty twenty two, or sorry twenty twenty that uh, Gretchen Whitmer, our brilliant governor and leader, was on the short list of possible VP candidates for Joe Biden. Now, obviously, that didn't happen to, you know, her dismay, I'm sure. didn't help that her husband was going around throwing around his name and stuff during the lockdowns, trying to get his boat put in the water ahead of everybody else for the holiday weekends up in northern Michigan where they had more lax protocols in place and things like that. She's just been, she's been a terrible governor. She has not done anything of substance or consequence. She poorly managed the pandemic. She, you know, basically blamed the federal government when Trump was in office for not doing more while sit there calling, you know, and being one of the voices calling him racist for everything he did do prior to our lockdowns being put in place. Um, and then I just, just poorly, poorly, poorly managed the the issues throughout 2020 and 2021 and even most of last year, you know. Um, couldn't get straight answers. Uh, not much was being done. We, the books are not transparent. We don't know where all the money's going and stuff. Uh, at least I don't. I, I I know that we're operating obviously as a state, but I don't know where the money's going. You know, oh, we're spending all this money to fix the roads. Like, and there's always road construction projects going on here. It's a multi-billion-dollar industry in this state. That's why they never fix them long term. Is because then you crushing your own industry god forbid we start enhancing our roadways and putting money into our infrastructure and burying some of our power lines so that we don't have you know every time there's an ice storm we don't have sixty-five thousand people lose power within 20 minutes but i digress <clears throat> she's, a, she's a wonderful woman great governor fucking love this lady great governor the state doesn't suck at all because we have her as a governor um it's just really disheartening, you know, for a state like Michigan, where we are so um, known for things like deer hunting, 
uh, hunting in general, right, and, and outdoors uh, activities and things, especially up in northern Michigan where we're wide open spaces and things like that. And every time I reach out to both Debbie Stabenow and Gary Peters, my two fucking senators, I get automated emails sent back from them talking about how Gary was in the Navy and he trained on firearms, so he has a healthy appreciation for firearms, but we must pass common sense gun control. It's like, no, being in the, that's anybody who's listening to this who served in the military knows that just being in the military doesn't give you a healthy appreciation for jack shit other than basically life in the military. The firearms training there is laughable in most instances unless you're actually somebody who's in a a combat-oriented role, which is like 1% of the military. So that's bullshit right away, and it shows you how little Senator Gary Peters thinks about people. It's that transparent of a statement. He's put that little effort. And by the way, that's the same statement I've gotten from him like over the last two, maybe three years since I started emailing him about, please don't vote for this gun control. I'm your constituent. I don't want this. Then Debbie Stabenow, oh, yeah, I grew up in whatever fucking bumfuck city, uh, Clio, I think, uh, Michigan, where we really pride ourselves on our deer hunting and our firearms, but we must pass common sense gun control to keep Michiganders safe. And it's like, okay, so you don't know anything about firearms. Uh, You're only interested in addressing and protecting hunting, which, by the way, is on the decline and the downturn here because firearm access, firearm ownership, and firearm usage in general is being attacked in the media. Kids are and parents, they're not getting their kids involved in it. It is a dying activity, unfortunately. Um, And you're still leveraging that as your reasoning for why you understand firearms and what you're doing isn't a bad thing. It's it's a blatant slap in the face, folks. You just have to look at it and and look at it for what it is. <clears throat> You're not a hunter? Cool. Neither am I. But I do understand the importance of outdoor conservationism. I understand the importance of hunting because certain animal populations get too large. Then they do damage to the ecosystem. It has a big trickle-down effect. There are way smarter people than me <clears throat> that have studied this and looked into this and understand why we need to keep hunting and why it is it needs to be a I don't want to say the you know industry but it's something that needs to be promoted and grown or at least restored to the levels that it was at probably 20 30 years ago um, so our you know ecological system here in the state is stable so I don't know what's going to happen, you know, with all of this. I don't know what impact we're going to see. We additionally, you know, <clears throat> the head of the ATF also got um, is getting pulled in front of Congress to have to answer for this brace rule or brace opinion. It's not a law. It's not a law. But Congress, I'm pretty sure at this point, is pretty irritated and sick, or at least the conservative side is right of the ATF just issuing these random opinions. That's not their position. I don't know when these opinion letters started. I think they all did start circulating around these brace rules and people asking, hey, is this legal? Trying to get legal clarification, and then the ATF took that as an open door to start issuing policy. Uh, also, trying to see, you know, President Biden trying to issue executive orders around gun control. They are doing everything they can, folks. They are doing everything they can to circumvent our legislative system to force through the things that they want to see. So whether you vote Republican, you vote Democrat, you vote Libertarian, what I am encouraging you to do as always is to do your own research to make these determinations, but also to just look at what's in front of you. See what's going on in front of you and understand the issue here is not gun control. This could be child control. Hey, you got to have a license to have kids because population growth is an issue. It could be fucking anything. The point here is they are going around and circumventing our legislative process to push through a political agenda. 
And that doesn't make it okay if it's the same agenda you agree with. We have these processes in place. We have these structures in place. We have this foundation of government in place for a reason. It can't work this way. Executive orders are not designed to pass law. That's not how it's supposed to be used. Now, it was used that way during the pandemic. And there was a lot of issues that came out of that, which we're now dealing with the consequences of in the form of an economic recession. But I'm not getting into that. Um, The ATF issuing opinions. You cannot circumvent the legislative process. This was not written into a bill. It was never passed into law by our legislative body. It was never signed by our president. The ATF is a law enforcement agency, not a law creation entity. Okay, not a legislative entity. Um, Same thing with the FBI, right? These are law enforcement agencies. They are not... They are not supposed to be creating law and issuing opinion. They are supposed to be enforcing laws. The courts are supposed to be interpreting laws. And the legislative branch is supposed to be creating the laws. It's a three-system, you know, a three-branch system that has been in place for a very long time and is the foundation of our country. Can't just circumvent it because it's not convenient. Because if you stop circumventing it, you'd find that there's there's a lot of people out there that don't want a lot of these things. And it's less convenient for you because you have to work, you actually work, politicians have to actually work to try and get these bills passed, or even just realize that your party is not doing the right things. Your party is not, you know, <clears throat> what you're pushing for is not what people want. It's like what that extreme side of thing wants, where they want, you know, colored hair and free love for everybody and drag shows for kids and you know, all that shit and make every, make every drug under the sun should be legal and we should give out syringes and clean needles and things in San Francisco. That's, that's what that side's pushing for. But at any rate, so that's what we're dealing with here. You guys, um, I, you know, sincerely hope if you're listening to this in Michigan, I urge you strongly when you're done with this, send an email to your elected leadership, the local level, the state level, the federal level, <clears throat> even if it's people I've already mentioned on this podcast, right? Reach out to them. Let your voice be heard. You have to play the game. You have to do what you can do within the confines of the system, and you have to participate. But that's all for me, guys. Until next time, get out there, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared. Be prepared.